Welcome to Think About This. I'm Alexis Dean, and I am so glad you're here. For years, I've been building a community of high-performing, high-impact, wildly generous, and supportive entrepreneurs. I've made a lot of introductions between incredible people, and I always wish that I could learn from the conversations that take place after those introductions. On this show, you and I will get to be part of the conversation as I bring together two successful entrepreneurs for peer-to-peer support and discussions that normally happen behind closed doors. Listen in as we solve fascinating business challenges with lessons and ideas that apply across industries. Get ready to learn, expand, and grow. This is the Think About This podcast, brought to you by the Dovetail Community. This week, we're thinking about resilience and grace when the odds are stacked against you. In the Dovetail community, we focus on three core pillars of entrepreneurship, your inner work, your business, and your impact. Today's guest is someone who's had a big influence on my life, and he's become a role model to people all over the world, including a lot of entrepreneurs who are thinking about the impact they can make through their work. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Mike Shorman, also known as the Unbalanced Paddleboarder. I invited Mike onto the podcast this week because I believe that as entrepreneurs, we can learn from his resilience and be inspired by his story. When this podcast goes live, Mike will have just completed a world record-breaking stand-up paddleboard 87 miles across Lake Ontario. He'll be the first person with a disability to complete the paddle, and I'll be right by his side for the entire adventure. I'm recording this intro the night before I head down to Rochester, New York, where Mike will be starting his paddle and I'm lucky enough to be on the water in a support boat and occasionally paddling next to him along the way. Mike has raised $42,000 so far for Jack.org, which is an incredible youth mental health charity doing powerful work across North America. Mike and I met when we spoke at the same event a few years ago, and from the moment I saw him on stage, I knew I wanted to be his friend. And I think you will too. Mike Shorman is a former Paddle Canada coach, trainer, and expert in the stand-up paddleboarding industry. In November 2018, after years of coaching professionally, Mike developed a sudden neurological condition which caused him to lose his sense of balance and experience extreme reactions to movement. Among other severe limitations, doctors told him that he would never paddle again. Well, Mike quickly proved them wrong as he relearned how to walk, and within two years, he was back on his paddleboard, unbalanced but standing and pushing himself to achieve his goals. Mike is the author of Crash and Rise, an autobiographical book about his life and experiences. He's a renowned motivational speaker, the two-time winner of the International Sub Man of the Year Award, and he is on the cusp of being a world record holder for The Crossing as he's due to complete it on August 24th, 2021. By the end of this short conversation, you'll have met Mike, heard his story, and been inspired by his resilience and passion for supporting youth mental health. You'll also hear about what motivated him when the odds were stacked against him, and what will keep him going out on the lake in this next major challenge. I cannot wait for you to meet Mike, so let's dive right in. I am here with my friend Mike Shorman, aka the Unbalanced Paddleboarder, and I am so glad that he is here with me today. Mike, welcome! Hi, Alexis. Hey. So Mike's probably losing his voice because he's been doing nonstop press interviews all week. And I feel like, Mike, you're going to be doing them for the next month or so. I specifically wanted to bring you on this week for the podcast because when this episode goes live on Wednesday, you will have just broken a world record paddling across Lake Ontario. 
I can't wait. <laughs> Mike is just about to be the first person with a disability to stand up paddleboard across Lake Ontario. And if you are from anywhere else in the world outside of Ontario, you might not know, but Lake Ontario is basically an ocean. Mike, how long is the paddle? Tell us the mileage. Let us know. So it's 87 miles, 140 kilometers. Um, and, we're, and we're going from Rochester, New York um, to Toronto. So it's going to take us, and I say us because you're a part of this. <laughs> it's going to take us three days. I'm hoping three days. Uh, like I'm, I'm going, I'm going for three days. Um, but, you know, if my team has to abandon me and I'm out there at Christmas, this is getting done. <laughs> I'm going to be there with Mike. I'm going to be on his support boat. I'm going to be there with the yeah. megaphone cheering him on. And I'm going to be in the water paddling for part of this. And I'm just feeling yeah. so excited and so lucky. And I feel like we should probably fill in the gap. So Mike, why don't you tell our listeners who you are and what you're passionate about and what what is happening next week? I was a professional paddleboarding coach. And I taught, so for those of you who are listening who have absolutely no idea what paddleboarding is, it's like surfing with a stick. Um, and you use that stick to move you forward and turn and, and, and it was my joy. And then in 2018, I developed a neurological condition and I got really sick really fast. Um, and a number of things happened. What, what it was, was it was my chicken pox from when I was a kid attacking my vestibular system. And, you know, it caused many things, but um, most notably, the nerves shattered in my face and my face sunken and vision, speech, hearing impairments, and I lost my mobility. So I went from being really athletic and fit to not being able to walk without being held. And overnight, I lost my business, my independence, my social life. Um, and it sent me on a huge mental health journey. Um, I ended up seeking, you know, my my parents. You know, I I had a, I had essentially a breakdown, um, and my family said you need to get help, um, and it was really scary. But you know, acknowledging that I needed help was the first step, and that gave me a lot of confidence. Part of this condition is vertigo and dizziness. I still get really dizzy when I turn my head from side to side or up and down. But dizziness and vertigo is a big part of this condition. And doctors said, but you know, I'd, I'd never paddleboard again. But once I, I, once I got mental health treatment, it gave me a lot of confidence that I could go and do hard things. So the road back to getting on a paddleboard, even though it's not the same as what it was, it began. And it began with sitting on a board for three minutes, three very scary minutes, um, two years ago. And then a week later, I did three more minutes. And then a week after that, I did five. And then seven minutes sitting down. And then, and then I stood up. And, and here we are two years, two years later. Um, on the other side of receiving mental health treatment, I started writing about mental health um i wrote a book and and it was published and i started writing um i've had some works published in uh the toronto sun and, and the national post and and different 
um, Sun News Media outlets across the country. Um, and I started working with mental health organizations, particularly kids. Um, I've got a number of friends who have kids. I don't have kids, mm-hmm. maybe someday, but not yet. But I just remember in my mental health journey, and I think that a lot of people feel, the, a lot of people who I've spoken with about this, I've said that they felt very alone and trapped. And and I started outreaching to different mental health organizations. And one of them was Jack.org. Mm-hmm. And Jack.org is Canada's number one youth mental health organization. And they provide programs and services for youth who are struggling in every province and territory. And they help kids in all the communities across the country, across Canada. And I thought- We're gonna link them as well for the listeners. You can check out our show notes and you'll find the link to jack.org and all of Mike's links there. So the founder lost his son to to suicide um, several years ago. His son was away at Queens and and everything appeared to be fine. And and then suddenly it wasn't. And that's how often it is. People think that, you know, everything's fine. Look at, look at Robin Williams. Um, like, like it happens, it happens all the time. Um, but I just felt, you know, I, I felt very alone and I didn't know who to talk to or who would listen. And, and it got very dark. And I just thought on the other side of this, I don't want kids to feel that way. I can't imagine a kid feeling that way. Kids should be kids. Should be kids. Um, and they should be out doing kids things, not feeling like they're trapped and have nobody to talk to and are in crisis. They should be 11 and 12 and, and just, you know, hanging out with their friends. And um, yeah. I didn't That's have so that important. when I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't feel that way when I was younger. So, so I don't want kids to feel that way. Um, You're doing so much for them right now. I mean, to kind of move to where you're going right now to date. And I know this is only the beginning of the fundraising for the crossing, but how much have you raised for Jack.org already? $42,000. Woo! $42,000 towards youth mental health health programs. It is phenomenal. And it is just such important work, Mike. And I am so excited for you and so proud of you and and i am like gonna just probably ball the whole time you're out there paddling on that boat next oh, week please don't because please I know don't, that... I'll, be, I'll be crying too <laughs> and then we'll all just be like and i know um, that the, like, the fundraising is paddle boards for crying people <laughs> I, be like, yeah no but i i was thinking about it today and i thought this three-day crossing it's like a mental health journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have people around me, but I'm the one who has to go through this and do the hard work. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, I'm going to feel very alone um, because even though you'll be on the water for part of it and others will, and I'll have people there, I, I will feel I feel will feel alone, and I'll feel like this is never going to end, and will will this ever end? Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. So it's going to be a lot of going back to that feeling. But at the end this time, and I didn't know it last time, I know that there's going to be people at the end. And I know that there's going to be, there's going to be, there's going to be a happy ending with this. And I didn't know that before. Yeah, that's such so a that, huge lesson. 
I think yeah. like knowing that I'll be on the boat with my megaphone and that you have friends around you at the end of the day, I think there yeah. are a lot of comparisons and why I wanted to have you on this podcast where we're speaking to entrepreneurs and leaders is because it can be so isolating to be an entrepreneur, to be feeling like you are the only one responsible for everything at the end of the day in your business. And you know, the entrepreneurs that I work with, those that are listening to this podcast, and also those in the Dovetail community, we really focus on three core areas. And the first is our inner work. So we focus on our inner work, our business and our impact in the world. And the work that you do, Mike, hits on two of those areas. And so we can't build our businesses and support others and support, you know, the impacts that we're making in the world without that inner work being really, really strong. And without, without having the ability to persist and to have the resilience and the self talk and everything that you have had to work through in these past couple of years, I mean, let alone the physiotherapy and the other physical stuff. But I think the core of, of what I see in you is a level of persistence and resilience and an ability to push through when things are really hard, but also to give yourself grace and to take that time that you need when things are hard as well. Because the number of conversations you and I have had where you're saying, you know, I'm going to sign off for the next day or two. I've just gone through how many back-to-back -back interviews and I've been yeah. out training and I'm, I need to take this time. I'm going to go have a butter tart <laughs> and I'm going to sign yeah. off. So I think my first question for you just this week as we're thinking about the inner work, the persistence, the resilience, the way that we talk to ourselves as athletes or as entrepreneurs, my biggest question for you is what do you say to yourself and now as you've been leading up to this, but also as we get out on the water, what are some of those things you're going to say to yourself when you get up in the morning and maybe you don't want to keep going? Maybe your arms feel like they're just logs on your body, or maybe you are feeling those dizzy, dizzy spells or the head trash talk coming in. Like, what is it that gets you up out of bed every day and gets you feeling like I'm going to do this thing because I know it's going to be good on the other end. What are some of those things? Cause I know that will help everyone who's listening to this as well. Yeah. You know, one of the most important ones is going to be, I, well, first of all, let me just say like, I, I very rarely critique the past or look at the past. I, I, I look forward. I, I'm, I'm like a soap opera. I plan things six months, 12 months in <laughs> advance. Like I'm like my very, you know, I don't stop and, and like I reflect sometimes, but I don't sit in the past. Um, but I think, I think when things get really tough, it is important to stop and slow down and look and look at the past for, for a few minutes and and recognize the challenges that you got through and what brought you to to where you are now and use that as a motivator um if i got through that i can get through this mm -hmm. if i got through how to relearn retrain my brain how to walk again i can get through crossing lake ontario and people people can use that for you know application and in their in their businesses with their with their challenges it's not just not just with with this crossing but no i think i will think of the amazing canadians and americans who have disabilities who have done amazing things and i will think of them and i will want to do them proud i will want to do my country proud um there's been a lot of recognition lately with awards and nominations for me um and there's a big spotlight on this with the media right now 
uh, which has bring, you know, I've spoken with several Hall of Famers about this, Canadian Disability Hall of Famers. Um, and they've said, you've, you've got a huge spotlight on you right now. And it's true. I, I, I do. Um, going into this, it's, it's massive. I, <laughs> like it's, it's nuts. And that puts on an increased pressure with this to, mm-hmm. per, to perform. And which I know a lot of entrepreneurs feel as well, that yeah. pressure to perform yeah. that whether you've yeah. got investors or a board or your team oh my, or, Oh my gosh. I, I want to, I want to ask all the men in my, all the men my age and my life and older, if I can like give me all your Viagra's because it's the <laughs> biggest performance anxiety I've ever, I've ever had. I think <laughs> like, this, like, I need to go out there and perform for like all of Canada. Now. Um, but you're still getting but, up and doing it, you know? And so like yeah. those reminders to yourself of like, look at yeah. these people that came before um, me and look at who I can look up to and who I want to do proud. Like, those are yeah, all incredible like, reminders. At the end of the day, I, I want I, I want this. It's not just it's not just the recognition. It's not just saving kids' lives, which is the biggest part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's very personal. Um, for me, it's it's telling it's telling the doctors that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. That that you know when when they said you know you'll you'll never paddle, you know your paddleboarding's done and you won't fly on planes and you won't go on car trips and your life is for me it, it's it's a very personal thing mm-hmm. um so when i cross that line at the end you know i hope that it's a victory for people with disabilities across the country I hope that it's a victory for people struggling with their mental health. Mm-hmm. And for me, it will be um, a victory of, of look how far we've, look how far we've come. And we didn't let naysayers and people who said, you're not capable, um, you know, proving them wrong. I think for for people who are listening who might be able to relate on the entrepreneurship side of things where you know a lot of us have had naysayers whether it's family friends or strangers saying you know your idea is crazy that's never going to happen you're never going to be able to do that or even just our own internal negative dialogue you know the head trash that gets in the way where sometimes you think like god is this even worth it i'm not going to be able to do this i'm having a terrible day like maybe i should just call it quits. And for me, sometimes it's like, well, maybe I'll go back to teaching. Not that the teaching is a wonderful career, yeah. but for me, it's it's just that feeling occasionally. Yeah. And I think that's so relatable in your experience as well. And I think one of the things that I, I ask um, in our community is, is how do we support each other with this? So for you, when people have supported you through this last couple of years and your journey, who has kept you going and what have they done or said to help you get through when things were really, really hard? And I'm not asking just for a like flattery of Alexis here, but for others in your life who have stepped up to support you when things have been at their worst, what are some of the ways that people have supported you that maybe if you're listening today, you can think about how you'd be supporting others who are going through uh, their own battles as well? You know, you're one of the most supportive people that I think I've ever met in my entire life. I've grown incredibly fond of you. Um, well, thanks, over, Mike. <laughs> over, the, over the past two, two, two years, two years yeah. this August, I met you two years ago this year. I know. Um, 
you know, I think when I take on big projects and I go headfirst into them, um, this has been, you know, a 12-month project. Um, yeah. There have been, there have been, you know, this started planning last September. Um, when you go full on into something headfirst, you can get overwhelmed very quickly. Um, I've been very fortunate many times through the last 12 months with people saying, what can I do? How can I support you? What do you need? Um, from anything from just having me over, having me over for, for dinner, for, you know, Thai food in somebody's backyard or to share, um, a podcast or, or a news clip or, you know, help promote an event, um, or really just a pep talk. Sometimes you just need a pep talk. Mm -hmm. Um, we're all people at the end of the day. You know, we're all going through the same stuff. Everybody poops. Uh, we are, we, no, we, it's, it's true though. Like, yes, you know, the head of, you know, the head of Mercedes Benz or Google or whatever, they have stress. We all have stress and anxiety and, and worries. It's the, it's the same for everybody. Just, you know, different, you know, different, different levels. Um, but but no, you know, people have been incredibly supportive of, especially with me, um, of just sharing and helping get the message out. Because when the get message gets out, then people learn about it. When they learn about it, they, you know, they can relate to it. They can identify with it. They can see parts of themselves in, in not just my story. Like if, you know, this were to happen to you, like people can see parts of themselves in, in your story or in you know, Angela's story or Sarah's story or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so just being a support um, and a champion of of others. Yeah, I think, and that was not just, you know, asking you to flatter me. I know you've had some incredible supporters around you for the past couple of years and people that were there in your darkest moments and people that were there, you know, when you were on a podium and things were looking great. And I think just as a reminder for all of us, um, whether it's in entrepreneurship or other parts of our lives, asking for that help and asking how we can help. I think it's a lot of the times people get frozen or they think, oh, someone's having a mental health crisis. I don't know. I'll just distance myself and, and they'll figure it out. But I think stepping up and saying, how can I help you and and what can I do? Or maybe providing a couple suggestions. I know with yeah, you over the past couple of years. Yeah. Just providing suggestions. suggestions is a great one. So yes. one of the things, you know, I know somebody very well who works in the world of media. Um, and she actually suggests, and I don't agree with this, but, but she suggests find out what the person needs, like eliminate, like play detective and eliminate the entire problem. Just go and find a solution for the person. Like if you, so if I think Alexis, if I somehow get it into my mind that Alexis has a problem, just go find the solution and then present it to Alexis. Um, but I don't know. I, I believe in cultivating relationships and, and nurturing them and, and being a part of the solution rather than just taking over and be like, this is what I think that you should do. <laughs> like, um, 
So I've been having a couple options. I know that's what we've talked about in the past when people are in crisis and or not even in crisis when you're having a tough time or you're going through, you know, what you have been through in the past two years or even just the training for everything to say, hey, I've got an extra meal and I want to bring it over or can I send you this or is this something that would help you and just to give an idea so that it's not all on you to try to figure out what you most need at the time. You know, the gift of time is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. So, and especially entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs spending time with other entrepreneurs, just saying, you know, I'd really like, if you feel like one of your entrepreneur friends is going through it, mm-hmm. set up like, just say like, I want to see you. I want to go have lunch. I want to, you know, go to a vineyard and drink some wine. <laughs> um, no, but like, and and then and then you're spending time with that person and and you're helping them you're helping them de-stress and to relax and 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 you're making your relationship with and your foundation with them stronger um yeah, yeah. that's such a good point um before we wrap up mike i want to know and you and i've kind of talked about this a little bit but today top of mind for you what is your big dream for the future what do you want to see your business i mean you have essentially you rebuilt from your previous paddleboarding business now to a speaking business and you've written one book and what is, what is up next for you? I mean, you're going to crush this paddle and then we're going to crush this paddle. And then we're going to announce that we're paddling from England to France. No, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. Are you sure? I would love to be crew for that. (laughs) I I know you would because you're, you're wild. Um, No, I really like the trajectory that I'm on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The past two years of rebuilding a life, I didn't see what what was going to transpire. Um, It was was a road that I built in the dark without seeing seeing what I was building. Mm -hmm. Like Steve Jobs, you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking back. no, I really enjoy speaking um, on mental health, on in, on diversity and inclusion, on leadership, on you know how to build winning teams. Um, I I believe I built a winning team for this. I I expect big things of you, Alexis. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, but no, I, I really I really enjoy working with kids and, mm-hmm. and particularly and working with youth. Um, I would imagine on the other side of this, um, you know, this will be this will be a story for schools and and mental health. And no, the the book and you know, I'm I'm now a lifestyle expert on several apps, um, which is something that I never I didn't I didn't even know about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in crazy things, um, but no, I. I I'm not really planning anything extraordinary. Um, I'm happy where this is going um, mm-hmm. and it's exciting. Um, but at, at the end of it all, you know, I'm just, you know, the same, the same, the same. And I'll continue working with mental health organizations, whether it's the Trevor Project or the Tyler Clementi Foundation, which I'm both working with for this. And and Jack.org. I'll I'll continue. And it's just a very, you know, special, 
special time in my life with that. Amazing. I can't wait to read the next book that I know is coming out of this one. Um, and just to continue to see you rise and as much as you can say, you know, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. What you're doing is phenomenal, Mike. Are you excited to be a central character this time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I came on to this project as a volunteer because I love watching people like you, Mike. I love seeing what you have built and then what you have rebuilt in the last couple of years and being out there on the water, I know is going to be something that I will remember for the rest of my life. And whether it takes you two days or three days or five days or until Christmas time, I'll be there. And uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing a quick check-in follow-up podcast interview with you. Um, for those who are listening. So stay tuned in a couple of weeks when Mike uh, finishes all of the post paddle interviews and catches up on some sleep, hopefully. We'll be back on here. But thank you so much for being here, Mike, and for checking oh, in and, and sharing. And I know there's just so much um, in your book as well. There's so much that we can learn as business owners, as entrepreneurs and leaders in our communities from the experience that you have had. And uh, you are a beacon for so many and you're a beacon for me. So thanks for being here, friend. Thank you, friend. I always love talking to Mike and I am so excited for his next adventure. I've been envisioning him paddling onto the beach in Toronto at the end of his three-day paddle. And I cannot wait to see his dream come true and support him along the way. Today, I invite you to think about this. Mike sees his work and his success as a victory for youth mental health, and he's driven to grow and do more so that he can make a bigger impact on organizations that support youth with mental wellness. If it's not already, how or where can your work be a victory for another cause? As Mike and I discussed, much like it does for athletes, mindset head trash shows up for most entrepreneurs in one way or another. Most experienced entrepreneurs have managed their own mindset challenges. But how might you reach out and support other entrepreneurs' mental and emotional wellness? Who could you check in with today to let them know that you're thinking about them and that they're not alone if they're struggling? Lastly, I have a small favor to ask you. If you're open to it and you can spare $5, 10 or $15 or more, please donate to The Crossing and Jack.org to support their incredible youth mental health programs. You can donate at jack.org slash The Crossing and the link is in the show notes. Kids have been hit so hard by the pandemic and they need more mental health support than ever. Now is a great time to donate. Once again, jack.org slash the crossing and the link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today.